Have you ever uttered the phrase, happy wife, happy life? I know I've done it because it serves me sometimes. It's like, honey, happy wife, happy life. Well, if you've wondered if it holds up, new research out of the University of Alberta put the theory to the test. And the findings are interesting. Matt Johnson is professor of family science at the University of Alberta. He joins the Kelly Cotrera show to talk about it. Welcome, Matt. Hi. Well, uh, thanks, Kelly. Okay, I have to ask off the hop here, what motivated you to put the adage happy wife, happy life to the test? Yeah, well, we all know that relationships have ups and downs. This has been established scientifically. It obviously bears out in people's experiences in their daily lives. And there's this old idea out there that when couples are having a particularly good time or a particularly bad time, um, that women's perceptions are really important for directing and predicting what's going to happen in the future. Are those good times going to continue or are those bad times going to continue? If we look to women, we're more likely to uh, have a good idea of what's going to happen. It's surprisingly not been tested um, and certainly not in as rigorous a way as we did. Oh, it's been tested in many a household, Matt. <laughs> Just not sure, scientifically. Sure, sure. So you guys put on your lab coats. How do you how do you conduct this study? Yeah, so we looked at um, two different time intervals. I mean, how you conduct it is you ask people over and over and over again how things are going in their relationship. A good catch-all for how um, just overall how things are going is how satisfied are you at a given point in time. So we asked this at daily intervals, following people for 21 days, and then over longer time spans, checking in with couples at yearly intervals over five years. And then seeing is that uh, given point in time, be it in one day or in one year, does that have any diagnostic or predictive value for the future and how things are going in a relationship? And then critically testing, is it women's report or is it men's report that's more powerful in predicting uh, future levels of happiness? In your study, when you were asking people to rate, you know, their their satisfaction level, are they doing it on a scale of one to ten? And how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just some sort of scale, one to five, one to ten. Uh, just getting at the idea of I'm pretty miserable to I'm ecstatically happy and all the gradients in between. And people are, um, as you would expect, they can tell you <laughs> if they're happy or not at a given point in time. How scientific it is, is it, if it's kind of, you know, if it's all relative, like if it's all, I mean, humans rate things differently all the time. Absolutely. So I would argue that your subjective idiosyncratic rating of your own happiness is way more valid than any quote unquote objective criteria that me as a scientist could come up with. Because what's happy to each of us individually is different. And that's kind of the point with these global overall measures is that it doesn't matter necessarily what's determining each of our individual happinesses. We are the experts of our own lives way more than me or any other social scientist could ever be. Now, a lot of these adages, what you learn is they are based on some sort of fact. So how factual is happy wife, happy life when it came to your study? Yeah, so we found it, well, it holds up in that, yes, women um, were able to predict the future, be it um, tomorrow's happiness or next year's happiness. 
what's happening now at a given point in time for women, it, it was diagnostic. However, men's were too. So men's reports were just as strong a predictor of future happiness for themselves and for their partner as women's reports. So yeah, it's not that um, women aren't the barometers of relationships. It's just that men are as well and just as much so. So one, um, one of a, I think a reporter, one of our colleagues was talking to said, so is happy spouse, happy house, a more correct adage. And I think that that 100% rings true with what we found here. Right. You need two to tango for sure. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So did this end with any, um, you know, at the end of the, the short-term study, were there couples that actually didn't end up making it? And, and how did they affect the study? Yeah. So there weren't breakups that we know of in the short term. We only followed these folks for 21 days. And if, okay. I mean, this is not surprising. If your relationship is that close to Splitsville, you have low motivation to participate in a study about your relationship. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. What about the long run? Yeah, so in the long run, certainly we did have couples that broke up in there. Um so we included their perspectives as long as they were still in their relationship, because, of course, um, they add diversity, like the least happy couples who ultimately break up, like they are a part of um, society. They're a, a large portion of society. And so we wanted to capture their perspectives. We didn't look at stability of relationships, particularly as an outcome. And this we do speculate in our in our paper that. This could be an area where women truly are more diagnostic because women are the ones more often than not who do the breaking up. They do that dirty work in relationships. So we could see that women's perceptions or women's experiences may be more predictive of breaking up in the future. But that's, you know, that's a question that we haven't uh, hasn't been untangled yet. I wonder how much that has to do with um, women traditionally being uh, in the major role of caregiver. I mean, if this relationship can't be given any more care or the way to give it care is to end it, uh, then maybe they're the one to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, absolutely. It could be that uh, kind of societally ascribed role that women are the managers of relationships. They take more responsibility for it. Could be, um, yeah, could be any number of reasons. But we, yeah, it's been documented time and time again. Women are the ones who do that attack more often than men in relationships. That is very interesting stuff. So where does your study go now? What's next? You found out that happy wife, happy life isn't necessarily true. Uh, it's more happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the the big mystery for me and in my research is just trying to untangle that age-old question of how do we maintain lasting love? This is obviously something that has huge implications for individual lives, for the health of society, also something I care personally about. So I gravitate toward, um, you know, questions that will help me untangle that underlying mystery. Humanity's been at it for thousands of years. I don't have any illusion that I'm going to crack the code, but um, really fortunate to be able to, uh, to work on that question. Just before I let you go, based on, on your study and the happy wife, happy life adage that you've kind of disproven, 
I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact uh, that that predictivity that we uh, kind of place on women has to do with traditional roles that we've you know established in relationships that men were the wooers. So it, you know you have to keep wooing your wife in order for the relationship to work. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thought, and certainly. These sayings, they don't emerge without any sort of um, evidence or experience behind it. So I'm sure that there's some aspect, um, some aspect of that that rings true in in people's lives. Um, What we do know is that both partners experiences matter. Both partners experiences um, tell us something about where that relationship is likely to be heading in the future. And so if couples can um, be more aware and reflective when things are going particularly well or not as well as normal, um, why is that? What's going so good at this moment? What's happening here that's making us more happy than usual? And harness that, capitalize on it, double down on those good things, because chances are you could leverage that into more happiness in the future. Uh, Flip side of that um, is if things aren't going as well as you would hope that they uh, that they could go, um, um, cope with that, contain it. Don't let those frustrations spill over into tomorrow or even over longer time spans um, and deal with those problems before they can make you miserable. Sure. One day at a time. Absolutely. Matt, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. It's been fascinating talking to you. Thanks a lot.